Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready? Um, oh, God, I'm... Oh, no, that's a bit loud. I'm so ready, Alan. I feel like you've got something to tell me. I'm bursting. Burst away. Uh, I've just done a webinar for offence oh. in the workplace. and Offence in the yes. workplace? What the hell does that mean? Like, you know, saying things, offensive things, or sexual harassment, or, you know, all those sorts of things. Oh, okay. It was a webinar for mm. over an hour. I think these things are really important. Don't get me wrong. But what I don't understand is why does everything in America become a game show? It was presented like it was, a, was like a fucking TV show. <laughs> Anecdotes, chats. No. And now the next part, it was, like, it was almost like commercial breaks, and then we had, went on to the next thing. And it reminded me of when I became a citizen of America. Even that's a fucking game show. Like, I, 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 really? you, have to take, you have to learn all these facts about America, and there's a there's hundred questions you have to learn the answers to. Right? They tell you the answers beforehand. So you just have to basically cram them. And so when I was in the test, you have to get six out of ten right, ten questions. And I got six questions, and I got all of them right, right? So I, was, I passed. But the man said to me, well you've got six right. Do you want to go for the ten? I was like, it's not a, it's why would I want, it's a game, it's not a game show on TV. I'm not going to win a prize. I've passed. Just let me come in. Homo sapiens is slightly lower production value than this uh, offence in the workplace thing, but it's a lot more fun. <laughs> it is a lot more fun. <laughs> and it it's really not, is. We need a, we need a, present, a PowerPoint presentation. We need slides. Well, I've got news for you as well, Alan. What? Is there a slide coming up? No. Oh, if only. No, I've got confession. I'm hungover today. You look a wee bit hungover. What happened? Nothing wild happened. My friend Harry, uh, who I've known since I was a little kid, came to stay the night and we just sat and put the world to rights. But um, that suddenly I was like, oh, it's 2am and we um, need to go to bed. And then I had to wake up really early because supermarket delivery came. So that was, uh, Gosh, it's all you cool. know, I said, I'm going to literally... I will actually be in a coma when I talk to Alan. But talking to you peps me <laughs> up. There you are, you up. see. It's like a shot in the arm. I'm also in my uh, hotel in Vancouver, and we have, we have discovered, Ooh, Lala yes. and I have discovered, the little sp- spot where we go downstairs for a late-night pee uh, has skunks in the bushes. Oh. In the middle of Vancouver. Are they quite aggressive? Yeah, well, they spray you with their smelliness. They're not like they don't yes. bite you or anything. They just like if they see you or if they're afraid or offended, but they didn't have to go to a webinar. Uh, they will spray <laughs> you with their sort of squirt this funny stinky stinky spray out at you. Do you know what you should what? do? So for those listening who don't know Lala Allen's dog intimately, <laughs> she's black, long haired, yes. 
but she looks a little bit like a skunk. She can. And I think there is a lot of fun to be had with just putting a bit of white tape and stripes on Lala and then running through the hotel reception. Be like, ah, there's a skunk! And start screaming. <laughs> Can I um, refresh your memory on what Homo Sapiens Extra is? What is it? Good question. It's where we read the emails and feedback from our wonderful listeners and we talk about their reactions to the previous week's episode. Oh. In this case, it was Sue Perkins. The lovely Sue Perkins. And um, I wonder if she caused ripples. Oh, did she? Heck. <laughs> so there's been a splash in Stylist magazine I was sent Oh, today. what did that say? Um, Stylist? Yeah. Like for stylists? No, it's kind of like a weekly sort of like a magazine that's a bit like Metro, like it's given away free at stations. It's very cool, though. I love it. Anyway, this lovely person called Holly Richardson wrote the piece being so nice about the podcast, saying Sue Perkins on her midlife crisis says a lot about societal pressures. And she quotes bits of what um, Sue's talking about, Hmm. you know, how according to society, there are certain life goals that someone has to uh, you know, we all have to yes, meet yes. up to. And they talked about the fact, you know, when Sue told us that story about the uh, homophobic... Oh, and Hamster uh, Teeth. Rude, yeah, speaking of taking offence. Yeah. Place. Um, yeah, so they were talking about that. And she just, she's clearly a big fan of Sue. She says, you can listen to Sue Perkins. Fascinating and important interview on the oh, Homo Sapiens podcast. that's so good. Yeah. I was talking to... Um, Lenny Ware of Table Manners podcast this week <gasps> you because were, you're um, two timing me with another podcast host. Yes, and um, she said, "Oh, you had Sue Perkins on. I love her so much because that she had Mel and Sue on her podcast, mm. and she was just saying how much those two love each other and how nice it is. They're such a wonderful yes, because they're so act. sort of positive. That's what's so great about them. Like it's, there's no meanness mm. at all. It's just all about kindness. And I love that thing she said about the cake show, the Bake Off, when like in the first yeah. day they." They resigned because they didn't want to make it into like a the real the real cakes of the home counties. Uh, yes, <laughs> have you got a good title? Yeah, the real cakes things. of the home counties instead of the real housewives of blah. Alan, you sell it, baby. Oh my god, you build I it, just they sometimes have too many ideas. I've got to stop. I know, but you actually do them. That's what's nuts. You're like, maybe I should have a soap. It happens. <laughs> it's great. Most people are like, oh, I should do a soap. They don't actually do it. <laughs> I didn't wake up and think, oh, I should have a soap. But it's sort of kind of, I thought I, I actually, <laughs> I did one day wake up and think, wouldn't it be funny if I had a fragrance? And it was called Coming. I mean, that's just, that's where it came from. But that happened, right? Yeah. Coming the fragrance. And uh, yeah. second coming. <laughs> so now it's time for some letters uh, from our lovely uh, viewers. Um, here's one from Mayo Rowe. And this is the person who, remember, oh. who last time wrote to us. So, a gentleman, you asked for a photograph. There aren't many actually, but this was taken this summer between those two San Francisco winters <laughs> on the deck at the boat slip in Provincetown. We travelled to temperate climes, climates. It was a breathtakingly wonderful time. I was surprised and delighted to hear you read my email as I was taking my late morning stroll. You made me laugh and made me feel good. Have a lovely day, Mayo. Isn't that nice? Because he wrote us the lovely, um, oh. the lovely uh, letter about um, San Francisco and his memories of the 70s. And here's a lovely picture yeah, of him. So- uh, I wonder which one he is. There's two gentlemen... And sort of, I think he's the one in the front, the front one, don't with, you? The, with the headband. We'll put this on Instagram. Yeah, it's really lovely. People. So it's, it's uh, a very ha- one time when cool he went photo. to San Francisco in the set, and it's a lovely photo of two young gentlemen. Uh, I guess on a ferry or no, they're on deck chairs and uh, they've got hats on and a little bit of you know. I like that kind of drag with moustaches and beards. Very seventies, isn't it? Looking very nice. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that's that. So nice. I love that you wrote in. Thank you so much, Thanks, Mayo. Mayo. That's very sweet. So, if you remember, we were talking about Guernsey Pride last time. Oh, yes, time, we were a little anxious, said, weren't we? Yeah, and I said, if there's any listeners out there who happen to be anything to do with Guernsey Pride, please get in touch. Well, listeners, we ask and you delivered. So, Ellie has been in touch. Hey, folks, you mentioned in your last podcast about the Channel Islands Pride in Guernsey, and you asked for someone who was there to get in touch. I'm one of the organisers for Pride and run the LGBTQ charity here called Liberate. I'd love to chat to you and tell you all about it and why you don't need to feel anxious about it. Please feel free to get in touch. Ellie, we're going to get in touch with you. We're going to find out more. We want to know about all the prides up and down the country, don't we, Alan? Yes. We're here, we're queer, get used to it. Shall we do a spot of LGBTQ plus Yes. What's happening in the LGBTQ plus world these days, Christopher? Well, there's a lovely thing that I saw in the Washington Post that someone shared, which is... um, Never before published images of men in love between 1850 and 1950. And it's all these lovely portraits of Ah. gay men, predominantly, but sort of really intimate portraits of people in love. And we'll put the link in the show notes because they are such beautiful pictures of just guys like who clearly like work in factories but then it looks like a very standard photo and then you'll see like their legs are entwined and interestingly they're all sort of posed i was sort of thinking when you were talking about it they would be um yeah you're they would right. be, you know candid ones but yes there's this one of a, a young gay couple which says not married but willing to be ah uh, and so lovely i love the one the inter- intertwined legs they've got the little lunch box is that what that is <laughs> Maybe it's not his lunchbox. Yeah. What, what? Really sweet. What a lovely little piece of history that just wouldn't have had any outlet at the yes. time. Yes. God, there's one that looks like Bill Clinton. Just in case 2020 didn't need another plot twist. <laughs> Bill Clinton is a time-travelling gay man. <laughs> Do you know what else is happening in the uh, news? Please. In San Diego, there's a team, soccer, called the San Diego Loyal. What happened was that this uh, person from Phoenix Rising... It sounds like an X-Men title. Is is uh, <laughs> was they were playing against him, and he and he said uh, made a homophobic comment against one of their players, against the, the uh, San Diego player, and the, the San Diego people walked off. They walked off, and they Great. forfeited a match that they were leading three to one. As a as a protest, isn't that great? It's so great, and, and also they forfeited a match um, last week against the uh, LA Galaxy after a, a racial slur was aimed at one of their players as well. It's really inspiring that sportsmen, who I, you know, I don't imagine we would think would be the first people in society to be the most vocal and to and to be making protests, are really stepping up to the plate, and I think that's really mm. great. Well, we can, you know, we can stamp out all this stuff if people work together. And that's what's so nice is that just because it doesn't directly affect you, that doesn't mean you shouldn't stand up for it. It's like that whole thing we were talking about Ubuntu, like, you know, we are all until everyone is happy. We can't one one of us can't be happy, you know, or if there's one of us who's sick, we're all sick. And I think that kind of um, ethos is so important when we come to issues like this, because just, you know, it's, it's it really annoys me. I think we we're talking about this recently, but when, you know, a conservative politician say, will suddenly support uh, LGBTQ plus rights because they have a son or a daughter who who is yeah. uh, uh, LGBT in some way. And I think that's great. But of course, like, wouldn't it be nice if you just, you know, you don't have to be black 
to to understand what Black Lives Matter is about. You don't have to be you don't have to be gay to think that it's important that gay people are treated with respect. Mm. So I think this is a really great yeah. example of the sort of aspect of solidarity and how we've got, all got to look out for each other. I saw this on o- Opening Doors London's Instagram, a charity who we have donated to in the past and who yeah. we love and have yeah. supported. So um, there's been a report about older LGBTQ plus people. Mm-hmm. Um, Tonic Housing, Opening Doors London and Stonewall Housing today launched their Building Safe Choices report. So they're basically trying to work together to find out the needs of older LGBTQ plus people. And they've come up with five recommendations. Because the thing is that what happens a lot with older LGBT people is that they say that actually as they get older and if they have to go into like a care home, they have to go back into the closet because you're you're entering environments that are not necessarily tolerant or safe. So we really do need these places that cater specifically for Sort of queer old folks homes. I remember like years ago chatting to Ian McKellen about this and it was the first Mm. time I'd ever heard of it. He goes, well, you know, when I get old, I I don't want to live with a bunch of old straight people. In an old folks' home. <laughs> and uh, I thought, gosh, that's such a good point, Ian. I, I imagine there must yeah. be there must be sort of I... queer old folks' homes now. About once every six months, someone tells me Elton John's setting one up. But listeners, <laughs> if you know, if you know of yeah, any... let's talk about um, that. I'd love to know more about it because it's really important and older voices are heard less, let alone yes. older LGBTQ plus voices. Now, talking of old people... Uh, <laughs> brings us to this film that's come out. It's called Supernova, and it's a film Ooh. starring Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth as uh, you know, getting on elderly, elderly gay, gay couple. Gay Let's just play it straight as to where. <laughs> what happens in this film is that um, Colin and Stanley go, go well. Those their characters go on a sort of a road trip, as you know, as which is always a great trope for discovery and all that sort of stuff. It's not about the destination, mm. of course. It's about the journey. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it sounds really lovely. And it's just a, a lovely... And I think actually what's nice is that, uh, you know, you don't really see stories so much about uh, older same-sex couples. You know, it's 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 much, much yeah. better. And uh, yeah, and actually it's I so find nice myself being like, people say, oh, it's so great. We <laughs> when I do films, I've got a gig. <laughs> God, just, people compliment me about how how brave I am for telling stories of older gay people. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> now I was like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, I see me. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, they sort of reach a hand out for you to help you up onto the yes. stage. You're like, get away. I remember when my dad was, uh, my dad was 83 when he died, very sadly. And he had to, towards the end of his life, he had to have like a Zimmer frame thing. Yeah. He w- and he was like, I am not going in that. That's for old people. I was uh, like, yeah. I don't want to like, Split heads, but Just you are eighty three. Yeah, yeah. He, um, but that was very sweet, and we were like, "Don't worry, you don't ever have to use it." But um, I've seen the trailer for this film, and it looks so good, and it's. Uh, I'm very excited to see it, and I think I, I'm wondering if there'll be a Ferrari around two straight men playing gay men. What do you think? Um, p- p- possibly. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's it's a difficult one. I do think that in certain situations, obviously. We need to have um, affirmative action in certain in casting and affirmative casting, but I don't know about the whole gay straight thing. As someone who I don't I don't expect. I mean, there's not a furor if I play a straight person or hasn't been in the past. You know what I mean? No. And so I, it's I don't know that sexuality is. um, I mean, of course, it's it's indicative that there aren't that many very well known 
queer actors who would be able well, to this could open thing. a film like this. That's the issue, isn't it? It's always the issue that, that because of the system we've created, people mm. uh, there are fewer people who are out and or who are at that at that stage in their careers where they could get the leads in big movies. I don't know. I I, I think it's, it's I don't and also I think these I don't know. I, I'm not going. I w- I wouldn't be one of the people who would have a problem with this. I yeah. I think it, it, it's because the thing is, people go, oh, well, you, if you're going to do a marginal story like this, you need stars, and therefore you you know the stars that are around at this age aren't gay, which I do get. Yeah. But I also we all also remember the thing about like why there's no black leads in films. Well, yeah. there are no black stars, so you know you've got to be front footed yeah. about this stuff. But, but what's my personal opinion? Tell me. Um, I think it's I think it's personally I think it's fine but I think we've got to make sure that there's opportunities coming up because yeah. so many people I I know you know I was having a conversation with someone yesterday who was just saying there is no way of being able to make gay stories at the moment and you know this is in the wake of of what is a bit of a a, a revolution going on with being inclusive and diverse on this planet so you know it's a tricky one listeners do you know what while we're equivocating is that the right word why don't you write in and tell us what you think of straight actors playing gay roles and all the other uh, and queer actors playing straight uh, people does that does that keep you up at night ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's time to do Wormhole of the Week. Wormhole of the Week. Wormhole of the Week. Wormhole of the Week. I made up a new jingle. Oh, I like that. That was very sort of um, talking heads. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Do you want to know my Wormhole of the Week? Please. I went from Marlena Dietrich to Carrot Cake. What happened was... (laughs) I it's so funny like so Club Coming is doing this new thing uh, Club uh, Club Coming Productions we're doing these uh, new streaming thing on this platform called Stellar and it's we've got various people we're doing these like s- some of them are live from Club Coming like it's an actual live stream some are recorded like doing Uta Lem sirens I can hear in the background that's Vancouver you know how you come here and pretend you're in America they put sirens on especially <laughs> that's quite a siren hey, um... place but well, I thought it was maybe someone coming to get you after your offence seminar. They've reported you for something. <laughs> I don't. Um, but anyway, so uh, we're doing these things, these uh, streaming things. And we're doing like Kat Cohen, the comedian. She's doing a, one of our uh, oh, comedy yes, shows funny. that's coming on. And, and also Uta Lemper, the, the cabaret artiste, is doing one as mm. well. She's doing a one about Marlene Dietrich. She's, and, you know, she's that German. Uta's this German um, amazing singer and performer. And so... and. Um, 
and she's, she's sort of very reminiscent, sings a lot of Marlena's songs, but this show is actually all about, it's called A Rendezvous with Marlena. And the thing is that in the 80s one time, she was doing a show somewhere, and Marlena, I think, came to see it, or it was mentioned in the review of that, how much, uh, you know, uh, Uta reminded people of Marlena. So Marlena Dietrich said, call me. And so Uta had this three-hour conversation with Marlena Dietrich, and this show is based on it and the things that she talks. So I think it's, I can't wait. It's absolutely fascinating. He's someone who's got... Imagine that, wow. being on the phone with Marlena Dietrich. It seems in, in, incomprehensible. But then That's from cool. that, I was sort of, you know, doing a little bit of uh, stuff about Marlena Dietrich and, you know, there's her amazing story of when she came to America and then she, you know, they wanted to go back to, to, to Germany when the war and she refused and she denounced Hitler. And then they, even when she went back in like the 60s, they were calling her a traitor and everything. And, for, and, and all of a sudden I was taken, from, went from that into German recipes <laughs> of things I would never <laughs> want to put inside my body, believe you me. And then I went from that into a recipe for carrot cake in the New York Times, which sounds absolutely delicious, and it's got a tangy lemon glaze. Oh, and I thought, yeah. you know, that's a bit money. She's got, she's got a bit of a tangy glaze to her as well. So it was, that was my wormhole of the week. Thank you very much. I'll be here all night. Wow. What about you? That's a, quite the journey. I, um, so I started on piglets and I ended on soap. Oh, so I discovered a thing called at pig daily love on Instagram, which is tiny little piglets and little videos of little piglets. And I think I lost about 47 minutes Uh, just looking at little piglet things. At what? At pig daily love. Gosh, that's going to give Esther the wonder pig a run for her money. Big time. Esther needs to be quaking in her boots because there's a new kid in town. So, um, and and then what I was actually supposed to be doing was the weekly online shop. So once I had disappeared down my wormhole, I then resumed my shop and was trying to find soap. And this is the thing that, and I know you're going to be able to help me with this, Alan. Soap is actually really expensive and it is really hard to find in supermarkets in the UK. Is it really? No, soap that is like actually just not full of crap oh, yeah. and is like affordable. It's like if you, you can get like a really eco-friendly bar of soap, but it will be fi- like five pounds. And you're like, there must be a middle ground here. So listeners, I want you to write in and tell us. Do you know what? When you said about Instagram, I was going, I'm going to look at that. I actually watched that Social Dilemma documentary this week. Have you seen it? Oh, I'm halfway through. What did you think? I thought it was amazing. I've actually stopped my uh, phone use hugely since uh, I don't have, have the phone you? in my bedroom anymore. I, I get um, Alexa to wake me up. And Brilliant. I have really, I've taken all the, the um, what do you call it? The jingly things, the porn? notifications, the sort of alarms, you know, when it buzzes. Oh, something notifications. Off everything. And I've basically told the people that I, you know, that phone by phone or hotel are the only ways that you can be sure to get me. Uh, yes. Because I'm not like when I get a text or an email or a WhatsApp or things, it doesn't. Um, I mean, I check my phone, but I don't have it. I'm really trying to distance myself, and, and I'm not doing that thing yeah. of responding like what it talks about so well in that film is this sort of Pavlovian response we have to like that little vibration yes. or that little ping, and how yeah, that is absolutely I, destroying us. It's really I fascinating. I think you are so right. I turned off all my notifications about two years ago. Oh, did you? So. I look at like you could, apart from the phone ringing, but to be honest, I have my phone on silent mode all day anyway. Yeah. And and the thing is, your the phone is so in your life. It's like there isn't anything uh, aside from a phone call, but there's no email or text that needs replying to immediately. Really, you know what no. I mean. And if it is, then you 
you tell that person or whatever. Like actually, you don't yeah. need to be. It's about educating the people in your life not to expect that you will return there yeah. immediately. And I've actually really gotten out of this, but I was doing really well. Jack Monroe, who came on this podcast many moons ago, chef, who is really doing so well now like she's just got her own tv show and stuff and she's amazing but she so she she taught me a thing which i did for about a year which is you have your phone your telephone yeah um and you use that for phone calls only yeah and then you have your most people nowadays have an old smartphone and you have that plugged in i had that plugged in in the kitchen and that had instagram and all the apps on and stuff and um twitter right and on that i could look at stuff but it was lo- it was just constantly on charge it was just in one place so like at the beginning of the day i would look at it but then i would go out for the day yeah and then i wouldn't that's ha- i wouldn't think yeah that's you know? why I, that's what is really important to try and just not have that like you know i, I was at the uh, standing at the elevator in my hotel here and i was with lala going for a walk and i just sort of thought oh i've got a minute and i actually thought don't take your phone out of your pocket. It's so great. Mm. And that's what you normally mm. do. And I, I think that's the thing. And also on the day, you know that thing they talk about in the film, like when, that that uh, Google gives, when you do a Google search, it does different news, uh, different results on the search according to what it knows about you. And that terrified yes. me. And that day, it was so funny. I was looking, I was on the phone to Matt, my assistant, and I, was, I want him to, to put a poster thing for me. And I wanted, it was a picture of me and my mum. It was about the National Trust for Scotland Gala. They asked me to, post a thing about it and I said oh yeah well I'll do that and I'll do you do it Matt do a swipe up there's a pic get a picture of me and my mum mm. from the year that I won the award my mum gave me the award it was so cute and so I said I said what picture I said go on Google Google Alan Cumming National Trust for Scotland and it's the third picture that comes up and he said I don't have oh. the same things it doesn't and I was just horrified by that Ooh. and then I watched the film that night and I said oh my god I just had an example of it today and it's the thing about me I mean like seriously how many people have got opinions about Alan Cumming National Trust for Scotland that there need to be a different order of photographs yeah. but well I've got one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah isn't that I, fascinating yeah it's like the the it's sort of probably based on like the colors he responds to and all of that and what he clicks on totally. with has more red in so but you know it's really funny you reminded me as well i was saying to my friend last night i feel like because we were talking a bit about that film i feel like in the past week alone google has become like psychic like it, mm. it's so weird i will start typing something and the suggestion like i'll be i'll type in like Sunday afternoon dog walks, right? Yeah. And this will be on a Thursday. I'm now I'm just completely making this up. And I'll be thinking Sunday afternoon dog walks. I'm, and I will type in S-U-N and literally the suggestion will be Sunday afternoon dog wow. walks. Like it, and you're like, how? It, it must be. It's this just now sounds paranoid. Well, <laughs> don't, don't. Because, oh my God, I've got to do. I'm aware this is a little bit more. We're still on wormhole of the week, aren't we? Yes. So, so that that's that. Let's end that point. Okay. Second point, new point, Alan. I want to tell you about something Thank because God. it's made by my my friend Remy Weeks. Mm-hmm. He's queer. He's fucking genius, and he's a director. And he's just uh, the trailer has just come out for his film called His House, mm-hmm. and it is a horror film oh. set in the UK. And people are calling it the new Get Out. Oh gosh. Let me try and find his house. It sounds scary already. Um, the reason you made me think of it is when you said they're coming from inside because I watched the trailer. It was so scary. Oh, I, and I was in the house it. by myself. See, this is the thing, like when you're in a hotel, and if you you know when you switch it on, it takes you to the the the, the bit where you can buy the films that are on the you know mm-hmm. the new films rather than it doesn't lead when you switch on the telly, it doesn't go to the channel you were last watching. 
it takes you to yeah. the thing. And that's always, I, I hate it because it goes on and there's always a, a horror film being pushed. Oh, don't, I don't. So, do you know what I did as well? I watched the trailer and I was in the house by myself. It was night time. And um, while I've just been telling you the story, my husband just appeared in the garden. So I'm now really scared. Uh. Um, I watch, I was watching the trailer and I looked up and there was like the dark sitting room window in front of me. Yeah. And the, in the trailer, there's this face that appears oh. out of darkness. And I was like, imagine the face appearing in, at the window. Yeah. And I was like, why are you doing this to yourself, Chris? I know. And I was like, no, go on, Chris, have thing. a look at the window. So I'm going to read you the synopsis, everybody. Okay. A, a refugee couple make a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. Oh. And so it's kind sort of like of a, ra- like a horror film with racist kind of n- narrative, oh, allegorical even more, horror film, even more kind of on point as they say. Oh gosh, that sounds exciting. Good for I him. think you would like it. Yeah. Well done, Remy. You're a bloody genius. Bravo. And a nice person too. Bravo. Uh, um, Shall we move on? Yeah, let's do some anecdote roulette. Okay. What about Scylla Black? Well, you remember Scylla? So Scylla Black, for those of you who don't know, is this uh, was sorry this redheaded Liverpudlian uh, singer and uh, game show host. She had had this career. She was like you know grew up with the Beatles and everything, and had a singing career. Then she kind of went away. Then yeah. she came back. She was huge. She came, and she came back in like the eight the late eighties. With these uh, shows, like one was called Blind Date, which is obviously in various forms been, uh, you know, it was, uh, syndicated into other sh- into other countries. So one time in 1992, there was a on Comic Relief, which is the sort of the charity thing in, in in Britain and elsewhere. They did a Mr Bean goes on Blind Date sort of comedy special for Comic Relief, and I was one of the other contestants. So there was like Mr Bean, me, oh, I was like funny. the nice boy. And then there was like a sort of Lothario boy, you know, so it was basically the nice boy or the, the Lothario or Mr. Bean were the three choices. And actually it was on the actual set of, of, of um, Blind Date. And so Rowan oh Atkins was there being that. Mr. Bean. And Scylla was really there and everything. And it was so exciting. And she kept us waiting for ages. Love a diva. And uh, yeah, and then she came down and she'd obviously had a drink because she apparently she loved, sh- she loved champagne and she was like, yeah, she was a little tipsy. And I was number one. And what she used to do is she goes, contestant number one, what's your name and where do you come from? And she said, so, number one. And I went, hi, Scylla. I'm, you know, Jamie and I'm from Edinburgh. And she went, oh, well, normally I say, what's your name and where have you come from? If you want to do it, if you want to change it up, that's fine. But I just think we've got a pattern here. We've got, if you're going to try and pretend this is a real blind date. And she went off. She went off in a slightly champagne-fueled tirade because I had wow. jumped the gun and said, and I was going, I'm so sorry, you're absolutely right. I've just, I, jumped, I came in too early. I was so excited. I was so excited. It was actually Scylla asking me a question. I, I sort of spewed out my lines too soon and Scylla mm. did not like it. This is not where I saw this story go. No, I thought you were going to say she gave you a lovely hug. No. How could you say, speak such ill of the dead? I don't know speaking ill of her. She was, she was quite right. I, I'm the <laughs> one who fucked up. Anyway. I danced with Scylla Black once in a nightclub. Oh, do tell. Well, I, I, she was in this nightclub called The Shadow Lounge that was in central London. Scylla went to The Shadow down. Lounge? She was in there all the time with Paul O'Grady. Was she really hilarious? Is, is it still there? It's a sort of gay... It's a strip club for straight men now. Oh, it was like a sort of sort of a, you went to club bar place, but it was sort of quite swanky. It had lots of red velvet and uh, yeah, it was fun. So... That was anecdote roulette. Oh, wait, I'm you into didn't it. say about why you, 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 you just... Oh, sorry, God. 
<laughs> Can you tell I had a drink last night? Yes. Um, so she was in there and I saw her and I got talking to her and I said, do you want to go and dance? Ah. And she said, yeah. So we went onto the dance floor and had a little dance Aww. together. I can, I can just see Scylla dancing. That's a sidestep thing. Yeah, it was very, it was exactly as you would expect. Glitzy. <laughs> anyway, that was uh, an unexpected double dose of anecdote roulette. Now, that's it. Is it? That's it. Oh, everything we've got for you from uh, Homo Sapiens Extra. But uh, we'd love to hear from you. So please write to us at hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Yeah, or get in touch on uh, Instagram, which is at Homo Sapiens, as long as you're within your allocated hours on social media. Yeah. Or on Facebook at Homo Sapiens Podcast. Who do we have next week? Who's on next? Oh, next week we start a new sort of phase, don't we? We've decided the next uh, lump of episodes are going to be people that we think are trailblazers. People who've really done something great and we're at the forefront and have really made their mark. And so who's our yeah. first guest, Christopher? It's none other than Tan France from Queer Eye. Yes, lovely Tan. And this is such a brilliant interview. And it's re- like we laughed our heads like off. Like we actually had to remember to press record because we'd already, within three seconds, we were laughing and Tam was being so funny, making yes. everyone on the call laugh, including the tech team. But, I mean, it's a perfect interview, if I say so myself, because it's hilarious, it's fun, <laughs> it's illuminating. And He's I- his own worst critic, Alan, that's the problem. <laughs> but it's also got, you know, there's a few things he talked about, about being uh, uh, a queer person of colour that were gobsmacking yeah. to me. And also just his life and his spirit is hilarious. And some of the things he was telling us, some of the antics he got up to were just great. So tune in, or not tune in, whatever, drop out, uh, stream us. Turn on. uh, Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe and tell your friends. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you. Or like being in your ears. Alan, that's offensive. You see, I'm going to have to report that. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.